Welcome back to Main Street Sports today. We are really enjoying this Throwback Thursday as we throw it back to our humble abodes. JP throws it back to us. He's like, hey, man, y'all come back now. You here? What a miserable week it has been. Miserable week it has been. The good thing is the weather is going to change. And next week it's going to be in the 70s and sunny one day. You'll get mid mid to high 60s. But Saturday, Mo, your favorite. Colder than a well digger's behind. 49 degrees the high in Middle Tennessee. And that bodes well for an outdoor hockey game. Because it could be it, it could be worse. It, it could be. It could be 79 around here. You never so, know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is great news if you are the Nashville Predators in the National <laughs> Hockey League. Hopefully Lake Tahoe doesn't happen again. So, to talk a little bit about that game and, of course, tonight's big ceremony with the GOAT. And Nashville Zoo named a goat Pekka, by the way. Did you, that, did you see that? Yeah, so, that was Monday, guys. That was that, that was phenomenal. We have <laughs> Pete Weber joining us now, as you can see, if you're watching. And Pete, welcome in. How's Thank it going? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. I was surprised you didn't bring my name up as one of those Monday Night Football commentators. I, oh. I thought I'd just throw my hat in the ring there. Well, I, I'm in. I, we just figured that there would be a conflict with hockey, <laughs> but we play so few Monday nights. See, I could, I, I could probably you, work that out. Oh, okay. Well, let's 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 get it, <laughs> let's get it started then. Pete on M and F. There you go. Hashtag, Hashtag Pete on M and F. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pete, tonight the the Preds at Bridgestone Arena will be recognizing Pecorino and and raising his jersey to the rafters but there was a big luncheon yesterday i guess that yes. um recognized him as well and i'm sure you were quite involved in that yeah i emceed that yesterday at the grand hyatt downtown and uh a full ballroom for pekka pekka's uh family his parents his two sisters one his twin and uh his fiance and their son paulus they were all there taking it all in, and Pekka had been told uh, before the program began that he wouldn't have to speak. I only had to call him up to the podium three times during the course of the program. So uh, he got more than a little bit surprised, but he did a great job. <laughs> so y'all set him up, basically? I didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put somebody into the bus here right now. I'm, uh, Rebecca Ward is the, Rebecca Ward King is the one who said, no, you don't have to speak. You'll be fine. Better to be prepared in the event that Pete Weber is the MC. Apparently, that or <laughs> my agenda called for me to call him up three times. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's even better. Yes. So let me ask you then: Was this a left hand right hand thing, or was this intentional? I think it was a left hand right hand thing. I, I don't think okay. with any question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was. It was not. It was not a. Uh, a conspiracy. No. Okay. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm no sure Pekka took it in stride, though, you know? 
he he always has done everything else. I mean, here's a guy, his first ever game in the NHL uh, against Chicago back in 2005, the first shot he faced in the league. And here's this kid who grew up in Finland, dreaming of coming over and to excel here. First shot he faced, shorthanded goal, beat him. Then he hangs in there and wins the game 5-3. So I think uh, we've shown that a uh, quite resilient goaltender, to be certain. I think the one thing that might surprise people if they don't follow a whole lot of hockey and then they see Pecorine on the screen or whatever, particularly in a street clothes like last night, yes. he's taller than you think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at one point when we had Anders Lindbach as his backup, we had 13 feet of goaltender. Yeah, we had, you know, we had six five and six seven uh, to cover oh. the net. Yeah, so that was, uh, and obviously they aren't going to be huge guy in terms of width, mm-hmm. but uh, when they go down on their side, they can certainly cover a lot of net. Then that's for certain. And good luck going top shelf, right? <laughs> yeah, very good. Very. If you can hit that one, you are truly a sniper. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pete Weber, the voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, obviously, a big night again as Pecorino will be recognized prior to prior to during all yeah. night. How does how does that work? Well, we've got we're asking everybody uh, who's attending the game to be in their seats by five forty-five. The program will start at six, and not a seven o'clock face-off tonight. It's going to be much closer to uh, seven thirty. So we're kind of following what the St. Louis Blues did a month or so ago when they retired Chris Pronger's number. I just don't think Pekka will chug a Bud Light on this podium like uh, Pekka, Pekka won't be doing that. Chris Pronger did do it, and I think that was part of a sponsor thing in St. Louis. <laughs> um, tonight's a big night. Yep. You know, Coming off of a big win against the Panthers, looking to um, keep it rolling tonight, but also um, – the, the stadium series mm-hmm. Saturday, and as Chris mentioned, it's supposed to be a high 49 for that, but you got the lightning coming in, and um, this is a big deal, not just for the Preds, but I guess across the league. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, they've already brought in uh, the guys from the Hockey Hall of Fame came down for Pekka's luncheon yesterday, staying through the weekend with most of the league's trophies including that uh, big one that weighs about 34 pounds, the Stanley <laughs> Cup, uh, to be on scene for all of this. So they are putting full steam behind this. Uh, Commissioner Bill Daly, uh, Assistant Commissioner Bill Daly is already in town. Gary Bettman will be here for things on Saturday. And as part of this PECA and the Stadium Series game, the number of Preds alums who have come back to town. We had a, a little informal gathering last night, and – you know, Scotty Upshaw was there. Jordan Tutu was there. Steve Sullivan came back. Uh, Shea Weber got back. He didn't get back in time for the luncheon yesterday, thanks to uh, some problem with the airport in Calgary making the connection to come through here. But uh, it's a goodly number of the Preds alums, and there's quite a few that still live here as it is. So uh, you, you can tell how much they have loved and appreciated Pekka over the years. And when Kimo Timonen comes back, Kimo, a fellow Finn. So when Pekka had that uh, infection a few years ago after he had some hip surgery, and he was out for 50-plus games that season. So uh, Kimo's waiting out in the hallway. He, by that point, uh, 
he had been retired and he walks into the room and he comes back out. He said, I want to talk to Pekka. And he comes out and he goes to me straight faced. He says, he'll never play again. Well, he only played about seven years <laughs> after that statement. So, <laughs> but you know, don't we, don't we have to trust someone who speaks the same language? I mean, Pekka speaks great English, but I mean, Finn on Finn, that's what there I would have expected. There you go. Um, loved it. You mentioned, um, Jordan Tutu, um, Love that the NHL um, put out on social media a picture of Jordan Tutu at 222. Yes. 222 Tuesday. That yep. was, uh, that's pretty much the for the win there in terms of social media. Nothing um, better, right? And, and that's his birthday on top of it all. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. What, when yeah. else could he have been born, right? I, well, I was there you go. Say. That's a good point. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. Chris, um, whom do you have there? I, I think we've got somebody that wants to ask a question. So. Yeah, Charlie here is 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 making it a little bit. She's she's struggling because she's she, she's sleepy. So I've been having so to play I. dad and uh and and radio show host uh, the entire show so it's okay though we, we really and uh really enjoy charlie here so she she does a good job for us but i wanted to to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about saturday because yeah. um yeah you know, again it's it's going to be great hockey weather uh it will be better than the than the winter classic when i wore my sweatshirt and sweat and yeah and sweated the entire time out in dallas um well, especially did you go to the corn dog stands uh, I, went to, I, I told it was highly seasoned so they really could have made you sweat oh it was uh, all of the food there was phenomenal I, I yeah i don't think i had anything that wasn't good uh in dallas but there will be some good stuff on, on Saturday as well, but you get to the lightning coming in here and well, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough opponent. I mean, you're talking yes, about the is. defending cup champs. So two time defending cup champs. Yeah. yeah. They won the last two cups, one in the bubble in Edmonton and then in more normal times. And I know we all use quotation marks around normal, <laughs> right. Now, uh, winning it uh, last year as well. Well, what what obviously the Preds have a game tonight, so they're not looking to this specifically just yet. But well, what, Bill Belichick wouldn't. No. Well, there you go. But what does uh what does this team have to do to to upend the the two time defending champs on the outdoor ice? Stay in their zone as much as possible. Make them defend because when they attack, this is kind of like what happened in South Florida the other night. If you can keep them back in their end, keep the game even for a good piece of time and then make them defend in their end of the ice, that's where you can cause them problems. There's no guarantees, but it gives you a better chance. And maybe stay out of the box? This, and they've this been, they've been doing that better the last few games. Yeah, boy, there was a string there where they were, you know, killing penalties more than 10 minutes. And when that's, you know, 16, 17% of your total game time, uh, that's a little bit daunting to be certain. Certainly can be a spit, but I guess the positive is this team has been better on both the kill and the power play this year. Yeah. So that's and the other night, Tanner Janot scored the team's first shorthanded goal of the year. And that was a big part of that comeback in the third period. 
that was kind of that's one thing I was going to say is how important was it for that for for this team to make that comeback after being on such a tough skid there and yeah. then you get down four three you thought you tied it up then they wipe off the goal and it was just like oh no here we go again except this yep. team kind of bowed up and said no and we're prior not to going that, there again prior to that Chris there was a goal the Predators that was scored by the Panthers the Predators thought should have been wiped out it was not. And then they scored the goal that did get wiped out. So <laughs> that was iffy you, at best. You, you talk about bouncing back, and that they did. And in the context of playing a club that is the most dangerous offensively in the league right now, yeah, Florida Panthers, more dangerous than the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that was uh, huge for them. Now, will there be a home ice advantage at Nissan Stadium? Since it's the first hockey game ever played there, I think I'm safe in saying no. They might be accustomed to it, might get uh, great support from the fans, and likely will. But uh, home ice advantage is all going to be how guys adjust to different situations. And uh, like you say, in that game in Dallas in the in the Winter Classic two years ago, it was uh, I was seated right next to the ice. It was about 53 degrees there. We thought it was a bit risky being down there because there was that ever-present threat of rain, but it, it worked out well as the Predators took a 2-0 lead, but they ended up losing the game 4-2. And that was the, the game where uh, Ryan Ellis got concussed early in the game. And uh, Corey Perry became public enemy number one. For number one. Oh, we, we were all angry that day. There's no question. You, you know who he plays for now, though, right? Do not. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, no. So I'm sure he's going he's gonna to get a very warm reception. Uh, from oh. at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> wow, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, hopefully, I'm hopefully looking. it's just unfortunate for him. Yes, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm looking to see if the electronic billboards that I see so often driving in to work uh, might have some mention of that. And perhaps I'm being a bit of a rabble rouser here, hoping to inspire somebody to be good. That. You should be. We hope you are. Yeah, hopefully hopefully someone will pick up on that. That would be great. Pete Weber, the voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, Pete, besides Corey Perry being a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning, what else do we need to know about these next couple of games? Well, I'd say, number one, Dallas has played very, very well coming into this game here tonight. So this is going to be no... Uh, excuse me, the Predators know that's going to be a, a huge, huge task here this evening. But And with Tampa Bay, basically all you have to say is two-time defending cup champs and how well they have been playing the last number of seasons. As a matter of fact, they had the best record in the league three years ago and then got upset in the opening round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, matter of fact, they were up was 3-1 in game one and ended up getting swept in that series. So anything can happen in this game, absolutely anything. And uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this plays out here in Nashville. And I, I'm, sure, I'm going to add a little bit of, to the story for you. A few years ago, when uh, the Bristol Motor Speedway passed from deceased husband to wife, the wife expressed interest in hosting a hockey game over there. Who knows? That still might happen. And imagine the crowd that could be happening over there. Hockey? And stock car racing. Yes. And that's, that, with the collisions and the speed involved, Mo, that, that's not that far-fetched, I don't think. 
Makes sense to me. It does. It does. That's that's an interesting mix there. Hey, Pete, uh, before we let you go, I have to ask because, well, it's probably the biggest random story of the day involving the Predators outside of P.E.K.K.A. is were you surprised to read Andy Strickland's tweet that the Preds were actively shopping Philip Forsberg? I was surprised to see the word actively uh, because I think general managers, shall we say, imply that they are, everybody is available and ready for a big offer. But I also, I I think that uh, I talked with David yesterday. I I think he feels confident he can get the, uh, the signing done, but he's open to offers. You might as well be when you have a property that valuable. And that uh, is, uh, he can bring a pretty good return, I do believe. When's the deadline, Pete? 21st of March. Yeah. So still got time. Still got time. And let me tell you, too, about Philip Forsberg and me. Three weeks ago, we were in Arizona. I got tested positive for COVID. And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to drive back to Nashville from Glendale, Arizona. Fortunately enough for me, that same day, Philip Forsberg was tested positive. So they sent a jet out to fetch us and bring us back home. I think (laughs) Philip should be thanking you, Pete. Oh, no, no, no. I I was very thankful. (laughs) And and the worst that both of us had was like cold-like symptoms. So we're flying back here to Nashville with Jacob Hartsfeld, our pregame show producer, who also had tested positive, and we're going... All we have is like sniffles. We all could have done our job last night, but with the current protocol, not to be. No doubt. Pete, thank you, man. We appreciate it as always. I hope you get to hold on to your headphones and your microphone there. He's he's having a tough time with the microphone, I can tell. (laughs) Pete Weber, voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Pete, we appreciate you. And um, when we come back, we're going to get into – some MLB logos right in Chris's wheelhouse. Stay with us.